Welcome to tonight's creepypasta titled I Died for Six Minutes and Saw Heaven Part 4 by author Crotter23 on No Sleep Reddit. Make sure you guys go over there and check out his other works. Hey guys, the show's about to start. Sit back, relax, take a hit, and enjoy. Talk Radio with Mountain Man and the Wizard. The Wizard and the Wizard. smiled at me and then looked over at Daniel. I give you leave to enter the third heaven guide. Your charge is deserving of the tribulations. I looked from the glowing man to Daniel. Tribulations? Daniel motioned me to his side and we stepped aside to allow the first person behind me with their glowing ring to step next to the glowing man. He took the ring from the person's hand. Gabriel expects every ring for flaws. I watched as the glowing man, Gabriel, looked at the ring in his hand. After another moment, the soft glow around him dimmed and the ring in his hand grew brighter. Another moment and the ring returned to his normal glow. Gabriel? I asked the glowing man. He smiled and held the glowing ring out to me. The, the archangel, Gabriel? Gabriel smiled. I took the ring from him. Stunned at the revelation of what I was standing in front of. When Gabriel finds a ring satisfactory, someone is usually here to bring it through the door. We got lucky this time, though. Daniel looked at the Archangel, who was already busy inspecting another ring. And get to bring it in ourselves. I watched as Gabriel held the ring out with both hands and did that trick where he made the ring glow brighter. Unlike the one that I currently held, however, the ring in Gabriel's hands first cracked and shattered into a million shiny pieces. They seemed to disappear as the glow dissipated and faded out of existence. Sometime the material isn't strong enough for our purposes. Now come on. Daniel turned and opened the wooden door behind Gabriel. Behind it was a large spiral staircase scored through the rock leading upwards. And here we go. Daniel held the door open for me and I went through it, holding the glowing ring in my hands. He closed the door and we both began moving up the spiral staircase. I looked as we took the first steps and could only see the bottom of the staircase as it spiraled upwards. We got a bit of a walk, so if you got any questions, now would be a great time. Daniel walked and stepped beside me. Now we can talk? Isn't the little blue guy going to turn us in if we say anything wrong? Now that we left Second Heaven, there isn't much we can say that will get them heated. The information in Second Heaven is restricted for their own good. Daniel answered. I saw a blue light float above for a second before another person, a tall woman with a short afro, appeared from around the corner. Daniel nodded at her as she passed by and down the stairs. She smiled back at him as she did. Someone you know? 
I attempted a light-hearted tone of the conversation since Daniel had seemed to grow more relaxed as we walked up the stairs. I know everyone who travels here. It's my burden to know. Everyone in the cavern you walk through there, every person traveling down those stairs, I've guided every single person in this section of Second Heaven. How is that possible? There must have been tens of thousands of people down there hammering away on those things. 144,000. He corrected. How is that possible? If you never slept and never did anything else, you died in, what, 2005, 2006? That makes no sense. Time is... Daniel trailed off for a second. Different here. Well, not exactly. Well, it's hard to explain. A moment can last forever. An eternity could be an eye blink, or something to that effect. I turned my head and then looked at him. I know, it doesn't make much sense. I don't really get it either. It's impossible to keep track of it anyway. With no reference points to compare it to. No shitting, no sleeping, no eating, no drinking? Exactly. We walked another moment in silence. Another person passed us during this period and waved at Daniel. Daniel nodded back as he passed. What information is so dangerous that people stuck in second heaven can't know it? It's the material and what the material is used for. They have been judged worthy to know that they are making the chains to contain something dangerous. Dangerous enough that it threatens all of existence if it escapes. If they know the truth, then they wouldn't make the chains. At least, that's what I was told. I'm personally not so sure, but... Uh, I'm not exactly in charge here. Who is, then? The question had been burning in my mind since seeing the empty Silver City. I had seen angels of all types and people who had never tired on a quest of eternal servitude. But who did they serve? No one, really, as far as I can tell. I looked at the blue ball floating next to me. Daniel caught my look and continued. They definitely aren't. They serve just like us all. Of course, they don't have free will like we do. The person who guided me compared them to computer algorithms. Some, like Gabriel, more complicated than others. But still like algorithms that follow a set of rules we will never know. An eternity of work with no answers? This sounds more like hell than heaven. Hell is just the absence of God. We're about there now. I'm getting really tired of... I was interrupted by the shining brightness of the sky above us. The staircase embedded with the ground finally ended and we reached the surface of wherever we were going. This, Daniel motioned forward, is the third heaven. Welcome to God's kingdom. In front of us stood a giant glowing sphere, thousands of feet wide, floating in the air. Surrounding it was a lattice of marble stairs, ladders and scaffold that surrounded it completely and allowed almost complete, unrestricted movement around the sphere. And that is God. I looked away from the sphere and stared at Daniel. God? The ruler of all creation? 
the creator? God isn't the ruler of all creation. He is creation. I looked at the glowing ring in my hands, at the little blue ball floating next to my head, and then at Daniel. The angels aren't just guarding us, are they? Daniel looked at the glowing ball in the distance. No. He paused for a minute, staring at the massive ball of light that was apparently the creator of everything, and continued. Soon after God made creation, he tried to unmake it. I stared at the giant glowing orb. I stared at God. The God that wanted to unmake his creation. The ring you hold, he pointed at the glowing ring, is belief. Belief forged from the souls of everyone who won't make the chains that bind. When they won't make the chains, they become the chains. I remembered what Daniel had said when we began our journey here. The spires, the ones in the Silver City, but it's gold. If he created everything, then how is this even possible? How are we still here? The belief that he's a creator that doesn't want to destroy us keeps him bound. But we are only his creation, and our beliefs can only keep him bound for so long. The bounds break and need constant replacement. Your job, your tribulation is to replace those bonds as they break. It was at this moment I, I truly understood the terms, the truth of all existence, the truth that God thought he had made a mistake with, with existence. Fuck! I dropped the ring I was carrying and clutched my chest with both hands when I felt a sudden sharp pain. What is it? Daniel looked concerned. Pain was the only word I could get out. The chest pain spread to all of my extremities and I collapsed to the ground, unable to stand. Daniel moved quickly to look directly at my eyes. Something was happening and it was obvious from the look in his eyes that he knew exactly what was happening. You don't have long. My name is Daniel Marsh and I live in Rochester, New York. Tell me. Daniel's voice trailed off as a black hole closed around my vision and I lost consciousness. Next thing I knew, I was in a hospital bed and everything hurt. A doctor told me later that I was really lucky to have survived the drunk driver hitting me. According to him, I had been dead for five minutes and 57 seconds. What surprised me was my ex-wife sleeping in the chair next to my hospital bed. Apparently, I had never taken her name off the emergency contact list. Even with all the pain I had caused her, she had still shown up when I had almost been gone forever. I still haven't fully recovered from the accident, and the memories of what happened in those five minutes and 55 seconds are still fresh in my mind. I don't think I would even show anyone these memories as I, I mostly write them down in my own benefit. Even with how vivid it had been, I couldn't believe that it had really happened. 
and then I checked for a Daniel Marsh in Rochester, New York. The obituary photo from 2007 showed a bit of an older man in his early 30s, but with that same weird faux hawk. I thought back to what he had said right before I was no longer dead. Hell is just the absence of God. If God wants to unmake all creation and hell is the absence of him, I'd rather go to hell. Hey y'all, Mountain Man here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this last part of I Died for Six Minutes and Saw Heaven Part 4 by Crawler23 on No Sleep Reddit. Please be sure to check out more stories like this one on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and all of our other platforms. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us on Radio at Outlook.com. If you want 24-hour access to our podcast and radio station, please head over to the Google Play Store and search Toke Talk Radio. Special thanks to Quickwick and Family Ties for making this creepypasta possible. And always remember to keep your tinfoil hats and your bowls close. You never know what may happen. Peace, y'all.